So this movie's been doing fairly well, but did you know that there there's a group of people calling to boycott it? And they slammed on the brakes and, and the boat went right through the guy's head. head. Right. Maybe that's what inspired the movie. Black Friday is crazy. Welcome to The Real Generation Gap, the show where we review movies old and new from two generational perspectives. My name is Shane Schildmeyer. I'm Fred Satilli. And today we are reviewing Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Alright, before we get into the review, please make sure to give us a like, a comment, leave us a comment what you guys think of this movie, if you've seen it yet, and most importantly, please subscribe. Subscribe so we can keep doing these reviews. Alright, let's get into it. And I think that Eli Roth really delivered with this movie. Do you? Are, are you yeah. a big fan of horror? Like... No, no. I, I, this is not my genre. I don't care okay. about teenagers killing teenagers yeah. or you know, any of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them that were kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I, and you know it's interesting to me that that is a genre. Yeah, it's not. It is. If I had a list, like if you just told me start listing genres, I wouldn't even think of that. I did see Eli Roth's Hostel 2 because I saw Hostel 1. And okay. I didn't realize that it was him... But I think it's funny when you make that kind of movie and it's like, you know what? In the next one, let's have Eli Roth do it. Yeah. Like he'll do it better. He'll do it right. Yeah. And well, he, well, he did do the first one too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did the first one I, too. I just realized that he did too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's the hostile guy. Yeah. He's the hostile guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a super, I'm not really into horror. I don't like being scared. Um, but, uh, my favorite horror movie is this movie called, uh, The Witch, and that's more of a suspenseful, slow burn kind of movie, mm-hmm. and, uh, I also like Evil Dead, which is more of a campy, fun, gross kind of movie, which right. I think this was a lot like, like, right. uh, the, the action scenes were gross, yeah, but, when, uh, when the girl was on the table saw and yeah, her guts were yeah, all coming yeah. out. And, and like you said, you love the scene where the... The, the forest yeah. night of the Mayflower. They're yeah. in a parade. They yeah. got the Mayflower and they slammed on the brakes and the boat went right through the guy's head. head. So there was like a level... So silly. A, so silly. Definitely a level of comedy to this movie, which I right. appreciate. Um, I think it makes it easier to watch a horror movie when it's not meant to be like gruesome and too serious. Well, this is where the setting... See, if you watch this at home... It wouldn't be nearly as good as the way I watched it on Sunday night, date night, in yeah. a theater full of teenagers. Yeah. You know, young people that were all, you know, cuddling up and things of popcorn yeah. were going all over. So there was an environment for me that made it really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not big on horror, but I, I enjoyed this movie. I went in it with like a good attitude, not thinking like, oh, I got to watch this. But, uh, I didn't think it was like the most amazing thing ever. I didn't no, expect it of, to of be. Of course not. No. But I thought it was fun. Yeah, and uh, I I enjoyed it. I had um, my one of my favorite comedians. I can't remember his name right. Tim Dillon. Uh-huh. Tim Dillon was in it. And I think he's hilarious. He didn't have as big as roles I wish he did, but he had some good one-liners in there. He was pretty funny. Congrats, everybody! But by the way, I am in the new movie, the new Eli Roth movie, starring me. I'm the star of this movie called Thanksgiving. I'm the star of it. Now, one of the things that I that I found interesting in retrospect, because mm-hmm. when you watch it, you sort of take it in all at once. Mm-hmm. But there was lots of subplots. Okay. So one of the big subplots was that there was a department store, and this is what triggered the whole thing. There was a department store that was having a Black Friday sale. Yeah. And when they had the time when they were supposed to open the store, the crowd went insane and trampled each other and crushed each other. And 
They smashed through the windows. Yeah. And it was to get like a free waffle iron. Yeah. This first hundred people are going to get a free waffle yeah. iron. Like all this havoc and mayhem for this stupid thing. Yeah. I know like last movie review, I said, you know, sometimes people look into stuff too much. But when I was looking into this movie, I was thinking, okay, I think there's some kind of theme here. You know, Thanksgiving, we're supposed to be thankful for all this stuff. But yet it's showing how people act with consumerism and how crazy we get and how we have no respect for each other's well-being during Black Friday for some reason. Oh, yeah. The diner lady. Yeah. The diner lady was just full of hate. Yeah. And she was in line and she was she was like to kill for that. Yeah. For the so, free waffle iron. Mm -hmm. And the people were grabbing stuff out of each other's hands. I thought that was a play kind of like on what goes on in society today. You know, right. maybe that's what inspired the movie. Just Black Friday is crazy. You know, this year I didn't hear too much going on. But in the past, Black Fridays have been crazy. Yeah, it's absolute madness. And, you know, it's funny because I did buy a new computer on Monday. Yeah. And, and I went into the store and it, the merchandise looked like ammo in a magazine. Okay. Like it was lined up like... And the computer that I bought was one of like a hundred. Mm. Like they didn't know me. They didn't care about me. They didn't care about the computer. They didn't care anything. It was just like, here's yours. Here's yours. Cash or credit. Yeah. What's it? You know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Just really, you know, when you see these giant container ships coming across from China mm -hmm. and you wonder what's in all those, that's what's in them. Mm -hmm. Like hundreds and hundreds of TVs just lined up and, it's you know, crazy. every different, all kind it's of phone stuff just... And it's crazy how, how society reacts just to get, you know, a couple hundred bucks off a TV and we'll, we lose all, you know. All humanity. Yeah, pretty right, much. Right, you become this weird animal. You become I like a, a werewolf. to go out and deal with any of that. I refuse. Like, there's no, I, I shop online. Cyber Monday is where I it's at I don't even now. want to go to Costco. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm the same way. And it's kind of like what happened in 2022 at the supermarkets. Everything went crazy. Right. You know, a time where we should have all came together. They had to have, actually have like an early hour for senior citizens. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise they would just be mauled. You know? That's sad. So I think that this movie was maybe, you know, having some kind of commentary on that. Um, maybe I'm over just looking way too into it. And he just no. decided to write a fun movie. But uh, I think, you know, maybe that's something we should think about. So it, it's kind of got like the hometown, -y, hometown vibe, you know. Well, it takes place setting. in Plymouth, Massachusetts, yeah. and it's a Thanksgiving mm -hmm. scene. So that's the perfect place. Yeah. Because that's, you know, where Thanksgiving was with the Indians and everything. Mm -hmm. So that was like a well-cast location. Yeah. Being an East Coaster, is, is it pretty accurate that it's like that every year? Well, every... Every geographic place in the country has certain things. Yeah, I don't think it's very like that over here in California. You know, we go see our family, but right. I don't see like a Thanksgiving. Well, well, it's like Christmas. You have no snow here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, you know, a white Christmas. I remember as a kid, like looking out the window waiting for the snow because mm -hmm. you wanted that white Christmas, you know, because mm -hmm. I bring Crosby. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you were dreaming of a white Christmas too. And it, mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be Christmas without that. Yeah. So it really I bet that's, it, it I bet that's a lot it. of fun. You know, and then New England houses have fireplaces where you put the stocking here. Yeah. You got a microwave fireplace. <laughs> yeah. So you had the whole Black Friday commentary, mm -hmm. which was kind of good. Yeah. And everybody identifies with that because at some point everybody mm -hmm. tried that or went there or gave up. I mean, it's when you go there at 10 in the morning and there's a line of 400 people waiting to get in before you. 
you got to give up. Yeah. Those are the diehards, and those are the ones that those are the ones that'll create the mayhem. No, I can't deal with that. Yeah. So I, I, I thought the movie was entertaining, and it, it wasn't for me. It's a date movie. It's for young people to go and have a, a silly date, and I, I just that's what I saw in the theater. Yeah, and it actually wasn't like there was some murder scenes, but it wasn't like nonstop murder scenes. And, and plus, when when it's campy violence, mm-hmm. like when it's like ridiculous like that, yeah. like the thing going through the guy's head, you, you you know it's not really a murder. Yeah, you know it's it's not like a movie where one person gets horribly attacked and assaulted and they die yeah. and you care. You don't care about any yeah. of these people. You know they're all going to die. Yeah. You came to watch them die. Yeah, exactly. And you laugh every time they die. It's yeah. like, oh, that's a bad way. That hurt. Yeah. That had to be, you know. Yep. Oh, yep. his hands are cut off, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's somehow part of the perverse fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie's been doing fairly well, but did you know that there, there's a group of people calling to boycott it because um, someone who was involved, Melissa Barrera, um, she was fired from the Scream franchise over, sh- which I believe they helped produce this, um, over comments she made regarding Palestine and Israel, um, the war going on. She made some comments about that. So the production company fired her. So people were calling to boycott this movie to help support, you know, support of her. You know, she shouldn't have been. It's like kind of like anti-cancel culture almost. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I have a love, a love hate relationship with the story. Okay. First of all, I hate them for doing that. <laughs> she's an actress. It doesn't really matter what she says. It doesn't yeah. matter what she does in her spare time or anything. And she's not a leading political figure that we're all waiting to see what she has to say, like we do with Taylor Swift. You yeah. know. <laughs> right. So, the the fact that she made some comments, I I hate. They they actually took her out of the movie. I know she's part of this production company, the Scream franchise, and uh, it says they fired her. Now, the, the part that I love is that the backlash is not against her doing this. It's against the production company doing this to her. Yeah. And I think we need more of that. Hmm. I think, I don't know, I don't know what kind of thumb the production company is under. Yeah. That they felt this was a terrible threat to the success of their project or whatever. It, that stuff is too way out of hand. Yeah. This is an insignificant movie with an insignificant actress with an insignificant comment. Mm-hmm. They're gonna what ruin her career? They're gonna blackball her? They're gonna yeah. do it? The react? It's way over the top. The reaction. So, the people who called for the boycott of the movie to protest the production company doing this, I'm with them. So some of the things she posted was like. I love my Jewish friends. I stand with you in these horrible times. I empathize with your fear and pain. No one deserves to be persecuted or attacked. I know that a lot of Jewish people are not okay with what the government of Israel is doing, which is the same thing. Jewish children are dying. Innocent Jewish people are dying. Palestinian children are dying and have been dying for decades. Innocent Palestinians are and have been dying for decades, not always because of bombs, but because they live in a prison and have had vital resources limited. She goes on. But people are saying she's anti-Semitic when she literally starts off with saying how she loves her Jewish friends and community. Okay, you're pushing my button. (laughs) Both of these people are Semitic. The Palestinians are Semitic, and the Jewish people are Semitic. They're Semitic people. Explain, explain. Details. Because it goes all the way back to Noah and Noah's Ark. He had three sons. One of them's name was Sem, and he 
and his descendants are the Semitic people. Hmm. One of them was Ham, and there was the Hamish people, and the third one I can't remember. But it was basically the black race, the white race, and the Arab race. Hmm. These were this is all they knew in the biblical times. They didn't know about the Asians or you know anything like that. They didn't know about North America or the Aztecs. Yeah. They they just knew these three kind of people. So in their mythology, I'll call it, if you want to look at it that way, there was three branches of kinds of people and one of them were the Semitic people. So the Arabs, everybody in the Arab world is a Semitic person. Hmm. So these, these, these people are, they're all Semitic people. It doesn't matter if you like one or the other, you can't be anti-Semitic. They're both Semitic. Hmm. If you know about Sam and Noah's Ark. Hmm. So yeah, this is just, this is terrible. Yeah. This, this whole kind of thing, this whole, this whole, this is a fun, silly movie. And to have this in the background going on is really, really inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Washington, D.C. for that stuff. That yeah. shouldn't be brought into everybody's world. How do, how do you feel about when, when, you know, say there's an actor um, who does a great performance, but then he get, he says some dumb stuff outside. Like, and let's say you agree that he said some really dumb stuff. Right. Do you think that their job should be taken away? They should be canceled, blacklisted? Each one of those things has got to be evaluated independently. Okay. You, you can't yeah. make a blanket statement, but um, it's, it's just inappropriate to have these things all combined. Politics should not be in everything. It should not be in sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want it to be that if a, a if a, a black defenseman tackles a white runner, there's a racial issue. Yeah. Or football players are supposed to tackle each other. But you don't think yeah. that yeah. athletes should be able to make, um, you know, protests and and say how they, they feel about certain... They can say whatever they want. I don't see why anybody should care what they say. Hmm. You know, it's the whole Taylor Swift thing, right? I don't care what she says. I think she's a beautiful girl. She's obviously a talented performer. Let's go see the show. Mm-hmm. How she or someone like her, Mel Gibson, yeah. right? He certainly made acrid remarks yeah, that was take, taken to task. The Patriot's so good, though. <laughs> it really is a great. <laughs> Patriot really, is so many good. of his movies are absolutely yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so th- this thing where everybody's involved in everybody's business mm-hmm. and and all that, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to go see Pink Floyd and have, you know, someone up there talking about Donald Trump on the stage or whatever. I want to hear the songs. Yeah. That's but the- don't you think if you support that person, that's part of what you're supporting? Like, if they, want to, they, if they have a message they want to show you, you know? Okay, here's how horrible that is. <laughs> it's a big, wide world now, and everything in it has microchips from someplace, and everything has parts from other places, electronic stuff. You can't get something that's just made in one place. No. Everything. If you want to, if you wanted to strictly buy American, you couldn't have anything. You know, you, 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 there, there's so few things that are exclusively made somewhere. So when you're making a movie, there's hundreds of production people. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to care what the cameramen are thinking, do they? <laughs> no, it's just the actors or yeah. or the director or producer. Mm-hmm. So. I just think there's way too much of that. I don't think that there's any business that entering this thing. I don't think the production company should have made an issue of it. I, I, I'm really sad that this all goes on all the time. I, I feel it in my own life. Every time I buy gasoline, I'm saying to myself, am I supporting a terrorist nation that they're saying death to America? Meanwhile, I'm buying their gasoline and am I supporting that? 
It's too much. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you, you can't know the complete genealogy. Well, where did this pen came from? Well, the ink yeah. came from Indonesia. The plastic came from Tokyo. The, you know, the spring inside there came from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's nuts. It's a pen. Yeah. Now that we're talking about the actress, I think this movie was terribly miscast. I, I didn't think that the parents looked like the kids. I didn't think the, oh, the, yeah. no, the couples looked like... Um, well, I don't want to pick out people and say what they should have been or shouldn't have been, but I just thought the whole thing was really miscast. Yeah. I, I really don't know why they picked the people that they did. I thought maybe they got them on a budget, you know, like it was... I think most horror movies are kind of like... Like, I think that's kind of a thing, too. Horror movies usually get B-roll actors, no? Okay. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need A-roll actors in this. I just thought that the... the Could have done a better job of making them look in related. Other words, in other words, Karen was the wife of Rick, right? Yes. That looked like a likely couple to you? No, but also that... You got to remember that that was his, um, his second wife. <laughs> remember? Right. That's not that's not her that's not her bio that's not uh right. her biological mom. Right. Remember that's no, why I, no, I understood that. Okay. They had they had acrimony saying, acrimony between the yeah, two of them or something. You're just saying it doesn't look like a likely couple. But I no. So overall, what are you thinking for this one, Fred? I got to give it a good score. Really? I got to give it It's not my kind of movie. Yeah. It's obviously not a great movie compared to great movies, but in its genre. Yeah. It was I thought it was really good. Okay. It wasn't the serious one. Like the hostile movies are really horrible. Mm. You know, this was a lot funnier, and I think it was supposed to be. I'm giving it an eight. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah bad <laughs> casting and all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking six point five. Mm-hmm. Six point five. It was it had its funny moments. I laughed a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the story didn't. You know, it didn't. Wasn't solid enough for me. But uh, I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? No. But it's fun. And I, I mean, the people in the theater made it extra fun. Yeah. So I could see it was working. Mm -hmm. I said, wow, these are the fans, not mm -hmm. me. Yeah. They're the ones judging this. And yeah. they all liked it. Yeah. I didn't see anybody walking out going, that was, that was stupid. I think that's what makes horror movies fun, too, seeing them around other people. Yeah. I think that makes it a lot more fun. I do, too. Especially when people are loud and crazy and screaming and throwing their popcorn up. And right. That makes it a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. The theater but. was trashed. Yeah. You know, there was like, like pizza fell in between the seats and stuff like that. I was like, my God, look at these animals. Yeah. But that's the business. Well, that is. And I'm sure every two or three hours in that theater, that happens. Mm -hmm. yep. So I, that's why I gave it a good score. It was, just, it's a, it was a movie that had really good box office success. That's what they're going for. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they satisfied their clientele. Cool. What more do you want? I, that's, that's fine with me. So we got an 8 and a 6.5. That's been a review of Thanksgiving. My name is Shane Schuldmeyer. I am Fred Satilli. And thanks for watching. Thank you for watching The Real Generation Gap. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe. Give us a comment. What did you think about Thanksgiving? Have you seen it? Are you going to see it? Was it corny? Was it fun? Let us know what you think. Check us out on Spotify if you, you know, you're on your way to work, you're at the gym, and you just want to put some AirPods in and listen to us. And uh, we'll catch you guys at the next one.